Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, October 16th, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Uh, I'm going to do a uh, an update on what's going on in Israel um, because, number one, I think that the news that you're getting watching um, the mainstream media, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, uh, Newsmax, etc., uh, is um, dicey at best. So I am going to actually um, do my best to update you right now. Had to just step away for a second. Okay. Um, the reason why an update is so important is not just because it's in the news. It's because of how it's going to affect you. This thing in Israel is potentially world-changing all the way to your front door. Okay, let me go uh, quickly uh, first to Hal Turner Radio Show. Um, Hal Turner gets a lot of stuff uh, right. He doesn't get everything right, but he gets a lot of breaking news. And so uh, the thing that he had last night, it looks like that there was a humanitarian truce, because this is the words uh, that the office of um, Israel Prime Minister Netanyahu used. Um, but anyway, there was, uh, you know, amid great confusion about whether there is or is not uh, any ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, tractor trailers with food and medicine and tanker trucks with fuel for hospital generators are, in fact, crossing from Egypt into Gaza via the Rafah slash Kemi crossing. And he has a video there. Um, now, previous to that, was there was thing things were starting up. He had unconfirmed reports of tanks entering Gaza, of which he um, just said, "I don't think that they're true." Um, but at the beginning of this uh, report on Sunday, uh, the Israeli Air Force is carrying out very heavy airstrikes against Gaza, and there are unconfirmed reports that, uh, you know, that the Israeli tanks are ending Gaza, again, unconfirmed. So he goes down, he, he provides some information about the tanks, um, and then kind of out of the blue at 6.57 last night Eastern time, he said reports, many, coming in claiming the IDF, that's Israeli Defense Force, is now using internationally banned cluster bombs in its raids on Gaza. Now, again, I think we're waiting to see more proof of all that. Um, listen to this. This is quite ominous. This is from that update. United Nations in New York City issued a brief statement just now. 
The situation in the Middle East is on the brink of abyss. Plus reports of dozens of death in, death in attacks uh, of the last hour in the northern Gaza Strip. His update at 741 last night, flares lighting everything up, explosions, drones everywhere. Um, the pre- Our president, President Biden, uh, tells CBS News 60 Minutes that, quote, Eliminating Hezbollah in the north and Hamas in the south is a necessity. Again, this is President Biden saying this. And he further quotes, We will provide Israel with everything it needs, and I do not think the deployment of our forces is necessary. The terrorist threat has increased in the United States due to the unrest in the Middle East. Well, he's not he he's he's truthful about that, but not a hundred percent truthful because it's bigger than that. So uh, Hal could not concern, con, confirm about the tanks, but that statement from the UN, where it says the situation in the Middle East is on the brink of abyss, should give you a clue of why I think that this is so important and why you need to finish preps and uh, and work. Uh, especially if you are a caregiver of the disabled, whether you care for, you know, one child that is, uh, you know, special needs or disabled, or you are running an institution listening to me. You better have your, you know what, together, son, woman, whatever. Because um, this thing is going hot. Now, um, I want to go and share. I put up an article from uh, The Guardian titled, The Peril Now Facing Us, Israel Invades, Iran Intervenes, and This War Goes Global. So, I mean, and this is from a gentleman uh, named Simon Tisdall, and it's dated today, October 16th. It's an opinion piece in The Guardian. Uh, I mean, th- th- it's this thing is so uh, intertwined worldwide of what's going on. And he brings it, boils it down, it says, a confrontation setting Israel and the U.S. directly against Iran has really appeared closer. As Netanyahu keeps saying, this is just the beginning. The war with Hamas could be about to go global. Now, what does that mean when it goes global? Let's go to the uh, article that uh, Greg Hunter is always so great about pointing up um, before he presents you with the interview that he did, which is incredible. And this is um, Steve Quayle, you know, author, filmmaker, and radio host Steve Quayle. Um, was interviewed by Greg uh, Greg Hunter that appeared uh, yesterday on Sunday. He actually put it up, I think, Saturday night on October 14th. Steve graciously puts up a number of my articles that I write. And um, I'm going to take some of this. So the title of the interview that Greg did of, of Steve is titled, Is a Biblical Nuke War Coming? 
Now, let me go and read some of this from the, I, I call it the preamble, but Greg puts up uh, some text from the interview for all of his guests. Let me go to some of this, and I'm going to spend a minute reading this, okay? Now, this is Greg talking and Steve talking. It seems every hour there is a new report of the war spinning out of control with one Muslim nation after another announcing they will attack Israel because of Israeli military action in Gaza in response to the bloody Hamas attack last week. With all the nations surrounding Israel attacking the same time, is a biblical nuke war coming? Quayle says, quote, I would say yes. These people have the capacity and capability, and we are not talking about a conventional war. Israeli infantry has gone into Gaza, and in parentheses, uh, Greg writes, um, Iran now says it will intervene if the Israeli Gaza operation does not stop now. They cannot fight off all the Muslim forces, forces around them outside of going nuclear. They just can't. The catch-22 is now, Russia says, if the United States comes in and helps them, they will consider it an attack on them and will use all their weapons. Former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev says, look at the, look, this is biblical. If you think you can just get rid of Russia, you've got another thing coming, unquote. Quayle also points out some terrorists have probably come across the U.S. southern border. Quayle predicts, quote, It's going to be the jihad call that has already gone out. The call has gone out to take jihad to the west. Europe is going to have real problems. The U.S. is absolutely naked. Russia has been building for this time. In the United States, we are in the dire straits as far as being able to produce war materials on accelerated wartime basis. We have no civil defense. We are sitting ducks, and sitting ducks become dead ducks. We are at the worst position in history from defending the continental United States. It is about, it's, it is going to go fast and furious. Ask yourself, what vetting, what checking has gone on to check the immigrants coming across the border? Nothing. These immigrants have all been giving a cell phone. We have seen flash mobs doing all these awful things. Imagine flash mobs committing terrorism. I'm just making this up. Now, again, this is still Steve Quayle talking. But they could say, go to a podunk American town, blow it up and kill all who get in their way, unquote. So there's a lot more in that interview that is linked. That is up on uh, encouragingangels.org at EA blog. Um yeah, under the title is a biblical nuke war coming. Okay, when you hear all this, when Steve says, you know, that, um, you know, first Iran says they're going to intervene. Russia says it's going to intervene. 
Uh, he says, we have no civil defense. And I've been saying that, you know, for quite a long time. I want to remind you right here, please, please consider a resource of incredible value, Civil Defense Manual by Jack Lawson. You can, you can view uh, what it's all about at civildefensemanual.com. Uh, it is a 950-page resource. A two-volume set, it's $100. In my humble opinion, it's totally worth it. Um, you know, there's a chapter on communications by NC Scout, you know, an NCO from, you know, uh, the military, from the Army, incredible person who I've had the opportunity to meet. Um, Matt, Navy SEAL Matt Bracken on night fighting. Um Information gathering and area study by Sam Culper at uh, uh, who 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 runs Forward Observer, and uh, all the writings by Jack Lawson in that compilation, including how to put together a neighborhood protection team. <clears throat> the United States may not provide you with civil defense, but it, it's going to be up to you. It will be up to you. You can use this as an impotence to talk to uh, your neighbors, especially, you know, if you're a caregiver, uh, you know, of a disabled person, your hands are already full. And unfortunately, as I said a few podcasts ago, things are going to just get harder. They're already really hard for you. And I understand that, but they're going to get harder. And it's because there is not going to, you, what you need to take care of people is not going to be there. That's why I'm saying you have to have all these things now. Why well, I'm pounding the table now for food, water, shelter, energy, and protection. All these are covered in Civil Defense Manual. Go to civildefensemanual.com and consider, you know, the purchase of that incredible resource for $100, okay? Um you need this stuff. You have to have food. Again, you know, Bear, uh, Bear Independent uh, has, you know, quoted the um, studies from the military where to keep a fighting age man in the field, it takes 750 pounds of food a year. That's about 3,250 calories like a day. Um, for that individual. You may not need that many. You're going to need at least 2,000. You're going to probably need more than that, 2,500, you know, or more. Uh, you're going to be outside. You know, you're going to have to gather food, water, pull security, plant a garden, help your neighbors, etc. I mean, it's good. life will be very, very different. And you're going to need to recruit help if you're a caregiver for delivering care to your special needs person. It, things are going to get harder. But without you acting now, they will become impossible. This is why I'm saying this to you. This is the purpose of this broadcast, to help you. And for you to have, hopefully, you know, information that means something to your situation. That's why I'm bringing you, you know, these three pieces of information from The Guardian, from Hal Turner, and from Greg Hunter about Steve Quayle's um, take on all this stuff. 
Folks, I mean, you heard the man. You know, Iran says it's going to intervene if the operation doesn't stop, and it doesn't, who knows. I it, Hal, in an earlier post, had mentioned that he thought that he it stopped because he, he thought that they were waiting for the two carrier groups from America to get within range of, of the situation. And uh, they, you know, uh, I think the second carrier group at, that... Uh, I know Steve mentioned in that interview yesterday, I thought he was maybe two to eight days out. So it still could be a couple days. And uh, folks, this, this thing is, you know, this is a, a powder keg. Um, th- and if there is any exchange of, you know, nuclear weapons, whether it's tactical or, or what, the price of oil will absolutely skyrocket. Um, I know, I mean, I've, I've heard of, you know, estimations of it going to 300. I mean, a couple years ago, I did a story on J.P. Morgan. Um, I think it was J.P. Morgan uh, estimating, a, you know, an oil price of in the in $400 area. So, It'll just take one event to make this happen. It'll take one event for trucks to stop running down the road, which means that one event makes sure it makes that, that whatever's in the store is all that there is. And and most of you don't have gardens. And of course, you know, right now the only garden you know you'd be looking at your fall slash winter garden. Uh you you know, you have got to get busy. I you know, and I know Things are difficult. Things are hard. They're going to get harder. And they're going to get darn near impossible. And this is why you need to listen, you know, to these folks, in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion, I'm not giving specific advice to anyone. And consider, the, you know, your own accumulation of food, water, water filtration, a way to collect it, like a rain barrel. Um, shelter. Do you have a place to go? You know that for, between shelter and protection, one of the best protections is to be where everyone else isn't. You know, do you have a country cousin you can call? I mean, think about it. That you can get there with some resources. Because, folks, if you're in a, a densely populated area, I think it's going to be darn near impossible to not be just overwhelmed or overrun. Who We don't know, you know. We, we don't know all the particulars of what's coming at us, but we know it's coming at us. Shelter energy. You know, I, I, I put up a couple of links about some great... Uh, you know, solar generators that are affordable, you know, that a solar panel plus a, um, a generator, you know, that there are, are running in that like, uh, oh heck, 450 to $650, $700 area. You can buy smaller ones. Um, but the ones that I put up, 
actually give you some abilities to run a refrigerator, you know, etc. you know, for short periods and so forth. Um, and the most important thing of all is to trust Jesus Christ. If you do not know Jesus Christ, the reason that you should know Jesus Christ is because he is God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That's John 1, 1. And Jesus Christ came to this earth. You know, first of all, none of us can measure up on our own. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. So none of us can measure up on our own because we have all sinned. And there is only one who has not sinned, and that's Jesus Christ. He came to this earth fully God and fully man. He lived a perfect life as an Israelite, as a Hebrew, and fulfilled the law. When he died, he took the sins of the world upon himself. And he rose again. He, he was the unblemished lamb because he, he had no sin. He was the perfect sacrifice and the only acceptable sacrifice to God the Father. The scripture says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And he, he rose again from the dead to give us everlasting life. So when you... Humble yourself before God and say, God, I'm sorry, I've made a mess of things. God, I'm sorry, I have sinned. You know, please forgive me and let me accept you, accept your finished work on the cross for me. That your death on the cross is sufficient to take away my sin. That I confess to you now. And that you rose again to give me eternal life and that's what I want. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ will be with those. And it's, this is, uh, in my humble opinion, I believe that we are approaching like the beginning of, of the end times. We've always been in the end times since um, the days of the apostles in the New Testament. It says so right there. That they're, that, you know, they said that they're in the end times. But when you say about the end times, I'm talking about the encroaching wrath of the devil that a lot of people call the tribulation. They don't understand the difference between the wrath of the devil and the wrath of God. As a believer, we are not appointed to the wrath of God. The wrath of God is poured out upon the world as demonstrated in the Bible in Revelation chapter 16, when the bowls are poured out. In Revelation 15, there are still believers who have overcome the beast and the number, you know, and the uh, number of his name and, and the image of the beast. And they sing the song of Moses. So there are believers who are going to make it. However, you know, and then I believe that they, that's the point where the rapture happens. 
um, because we are not since we are not appointed to wrath, that's when they are taken, I, I believe. However, there's going to be a lot of death. God has um, appointed these things to happen. Um, they're not fun to talk about, um, but not everyone. There are those who make it, you know, to victory while they're still standing on this earth. Let me go while I'm on the fly here and go to Revelation 15. This is the NIV. I know I should be reading the... Um, the King James Version, but let me read this. I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues. Last because with them, God's wrath is completed. So here in heaven, the seven angels stand holding the wrath of God. Okay, verse two. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea, those who were victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God. So this could be, when you say a sea of glass, when you hear, you know, military people talking about turning, you know, this country or that country into a parking lot, that could very well be the result of a nuclear war. Or, it could, I mean, maybe it's volcanic action because of what happened. I mean, we don't know. But a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea. So they're still there. Those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. So I'm going to stop there because they're singing the song of Moses. That In Exodus 15, after the people of God, the Israelites, were delivered from Pharaoh through the Red Sea, they sang the song of Moses. And that is, 15 is the biblical number for rest. When you look at biblical numerology. So, Exodus 15 is a, a time of rest for the Israelites. They had been delivered. And I believe that in Revelation 15, it is also, since it's 15 and it is, you know, 15 is a number of rest, that it is a time of rest for the people of God who have been faithful and did not take the mark of the beast. We are so close to central bank digital currency. I don't know if this will be the mark, but we are, are close. And so all of this, you know, fits together. These, you know, we're talking about the potential for nuclear activity, whether it's Iran, it's all, you know, all of the, if you watch that, Video, the Steve Quayle interview that Greg Hunter did that, again, the link is there on www.encouragingangels.org at the EA blog, um, is that the Arab countries have nukes. So, you know, Israel is 
surrounded by folks who could nuke them. Folks, you know, when this happens, and again, watch that interview with Steve because um, the trucks stop running. The oil becomes prohibitively expensive. That means gasoline, or even if it's available. Uh, everything else stops, whether it's food production, uh, any other things that you need. Like, do you have a way to heat your home if the electricity goes out? Because if a nuke goes off over, you know, this, you know, this thing about Russia, when Steve said, you know, that uh, Russia's going to step in if America steps in. Uh, if, if a nuke has exploded, and it could be, you know, a Middle Eastern country that does it, Russia has nukes in subs off of the East Coast, off the West Coast, in the Gulf, as in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, what if it's North Korea, you know, that has two satellites that orbit the Earth and, and cross the United States twice a day? Um, if a nuke goes off over the middle of the country, if it's at least 50 miles up and probably will be more like 100 miles up, it will knock out the electronics across the country. And if that happens, like the generators, you know, the uh, uh, you know, the transformers, excuse me, um, like on the poles all around, you know, that are outside of almost everybody's house. I mean, those things take, if you need them right now, it takes three years to get new ones. And they come from China. What happens when you're at war? You, you just don't see them again. Do you have a way to heat your house? You need to think about that. You know, whether it's oil, kerosene, uh, electricity could be done with a big enough solar system, but that's, that's expensive. Do you have a wood stove? I mean, I literally, last week, I mean, we installed a... Uh, a chimney sleeve to be able to do that. Um, folks, and this all leads, and ultimately it all leads back to, are you going to have a future where you are in the presence of God, no matter what happens? whether you make it or you don't, whether I make it or I don't? Or are you going to live in hell? Hell first on this earth because you didn't prepare anything for those who you have charge over. And hell because that you'll be in the, uh, the lake of fire, which is what is destined for the devil and his minions. And for those unbelievers and all of the ones who persist, who institutionalize sin in their lives. I encourage you to keep your account short with God because we all still sin practically, but we can't institutionalize. We cannot call evil good in our lives. We cannot call evil good and good evil. Because that is the institutionalization of sin. And that is, and again, I'm not your judge. Jesus Christ is your judge. 
but that is a pretty much a guaranteed uh, one-way trip to hell, one-way trip to the lake of fire, one-way trip to having real estate front, you know, lakefront real estate on the lake of fire. Which sounds better to you? Yeah, you better get right with God. You better get right with God and share this message of Jesus Christ with those who you love. Because if you don't share it, you don't really love them, in my humble opinion. I can't remember how Spurgeon said it, but Spurgeon was, you know, was a, uh, a, a great preacher from, you know, 120 years ago in Britain. And he basically said that every Christian is either um, a missionary or a liar, an evangelist or a liar. Either you're, you are trying to get people saved, you're talking about the message of Jesus Christ because you love them, or if you're not, you're just a liar. You're just full of baloney or other substances. So I ask you to consider seriously right now as the most important thing in your life of where you stand with Jesus Christ. If you real if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, please, while you know you still have an internet, go to BibleGateway.com and open the Gospel of John and read the Gospel of John. And then read it again. It won't take you that long. And ask yourself, is Jesus Christ who he said he was, or is he a liar and, a, and an insane person? I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, God over all, and the judge of mankind. The creator. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can go to www.encouragingangels.org and you can give while they still work, you know, using your debit card at uh, the link we have right there to take you to Cornerstone, our great payment processor, or you can send something uh, to our P.O. Box. That's right there. P.O. Box 181, Elwood City, PA, 16117. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.